5403 Productions presents The Strut with Chili, TD, and Info Joe. Good afternoon here on the new Sunday strut. A uh, little format uh, addition to what we're doing now on Sunday afternoon, Sunday evenings. We're going to do a little Sunday strut. It's the post-game wrap-up uh, from last night's game. So last night we had the Jacksonville State Gamecocks and Conway last night. The guys were victorious 30-16. to 16. So format as is, strutties is, we're going to go, it's a go-around-the-horn format. Uh, Joe and I, Chile, are going to give a give you an offensive, defensive takeaway, and then just something from the game. Could be anything. Could be how great a hot dog was, how good the cheerleaders were, the weather being nice, uh, a lot, a good, a good rest feed. It could be anything. No, Joe. Uh, no, that's why I brought that up. <laughs> I brought the good, I brought the good ref feed up. But again, welcome into the Sunday strut. Just a new format addition to to our. Uh, Strut Podcast uh, platform. So, gentlemen, we'll get right into it again. This format's going to be 15, 20 minutes max. Joe, we'll start right with you, man. What was your offensive takeaway? Oh, wait a minute, Chili. What? You had something? No, I was pointing at Joe. Like, Joe, you got to go. It's time. This is a yeah, short show, Joe. you got to bring it, son. Let's go. <laughs> bring it, yeah. Joe, what was your offensive takeaway? Okay, so I see a lot of potential from this offense. Uh, took the opening drive, went right down and scored. You know, didn't turn the ball over, committed very few penalties. I see a lot of potential here in this offense. Now, having said that, I'm keenly aware of the frustration that fans are have expressed with the running game in the first two weeks. Yes, that 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 is a concern. But I also think that UCLA and Jack State went to great lengths to stop our running game. They have really packed the box with bodies. And it's hard to block a whole bunch of guys in there you know, when you've got green offensive linemen, which we have. You have to try to run the ball. I get that, you know, it's frustrating to watch trying to run against a, a you know, six, seven-man box, and you're getting one yard, you're losing two, no gain, whatever. You have to try to run the ball. There is potential in this team. There is potential mm-hmm. in this offense. I'm excited to see where this could go. Potential is one of my you know key words tonight, and the other one is patience. People just need to have to have patience. They have to have patience with this offense. It's going to be a work in progress. This is a staff that has never worked collectively together, right? Never worked collectively together. This is an entirely different thing than what we're doing now offensively than what we've done the last six years. It doesn't happen overnight. You know, I, I think people just thought that, hey, we've got Grayson back, and we've got JB back, and we've got Sam back. We're just going to go out there. We're going to roll up and down this field. Braden Bennett, Reese White, CJ, we've got all these guys back. We're going to roll up and down the field and, you know, hang 50 every week. It's not going to work that way. It's not. People need to have the patience to give these guys time to develop, give this offense time to really start clicking, figure out what we do really well and execute at a high level. It's going to take time. People need to have patience with it, including me. You know, it frustrates me. You know, when we hand the ball off and we don't get anything in the run game, passing game looks pretty good. Yeah. And we and we have to we have to try to commit to the run because I don't think the recipe for success is Grayson standing back there and winging this thing 50 times a game. I I just don't. I mean, yeah, we need to throw the ball maybe a little bit more, perhaps, but him 
you know, relying solely on him is going to get him, it's going to get him beaten up. Right. Yeah. You know, we've got to keep him clean. So I, I, you know, yeah, the run game hasn't been, you know, spectacular the first two weeks, but I, I see the potential in it getting better. Uh, so again, potential and patience are the two things I'm preaching tonight offensively. Defensively, how can you not be excited about what you see on that side of the ball? You know, Jack State came at us with that no huddle, hurry up, indie style package. They kicked three field goals, which, you know, okay, fine. They got three field goals on their first three drives. And then they went about five or six drives empty after that. And by the mm-hmm. time they scored again, it was it was 30 to nine us. You know, we ran off 23 unanswered points. We've got some dudes over there. We went out and found some guys in the portal on the defensive side of the ball. We got a bunch of stops in a row, turned them over one time. You know, how can you not be excited, right? Once they settled in on defense, you know, we we, we got them off the field time and again, made them have to change quarterbacks, right? I mean, so you, you've got to be excited by what you see defensively. And then in special teams, I would say, look, you know, Liam Gray was solid last night. He made all of his kicks kick the ball in the end zone. I mean, he is, he is booming the ball considerably better this season, I think, than what he did last year. Mm-hmm. You know, a bunch of touchbacks already. And then Evan Crenshaw is a big-time weapon. I mean, you this is the guy that we had heard about in high school, a guy that can really pump the football in the punt game. So those are my quick three, you know, offense, defense, special teams, quick hitters. Uh, thing I was excited about from the radio standpoint, we have a new wireless system that we were able to get a very clean post-game report from the from – the, you know, the, the the Mario and Josh Norman field house, we have struggled with that for years. But, man, we heard Coach Beck clearly and the players and, and questions that were asked. You know, they helped us. You know, Van Wagner helped us buy some new stuff this year. And they've, you know, helped us with the, a, a new system. And it was beautiful. Second week in a row. Worked at the Rose Bowl and worked last night. So, excited about that. So we can Joe, sense you, your enthusiasm, Joe. Oh, I mean, man. You, for the YouTube viewers, when you see Joe talk about that part of it, he just glows. <laughs> Joe, I am happy for you. I, I appreciate that, man. I mean, we were struggling a little bit at the start when we were testing, and then we changed frequencies, and, man, it was just beautiful. Beautiful. And then we also had, you know, the first hour of our pregame show out in the – in the, in in the you know, out there in the in the uh, where the, the teal town was on the tennis court where all the fans mm-hmm. were. A lot of the fans were out there. We had the first hour out there with Joe Katz and Chris Bergen. First time we've ever tried that, you know, and then we they shifted up to us with about 20 minutes before kickoff. So we had a lot of different things going on, and it all seemed to work really well. And to cap it all off, we won the game. You know, people, you know, upset about this, that, or the other thing. We won the game. We won it by two touchdowns, and you got to feel good about that. Yeah, that was my t- – again, some of the things you touched on were going to be some of my takeaways. Again, those are, uh, again, high-level high – prioritize points to take away. The one thing I also would add on the offensive side is we've got – we're putting our best players in situations to make very athletic, productive plays. Sam, JB, Bennett, Beasley, White. Again, the one thing I will offer the Strutties and those that are listening, the fans in general, is I too – look, I text Joe and Chile during the game and – I text my concern about our lack of production running the ball on first and second down. You know, if I remember correctly, I think we were 8 for 17 or 18 on third down conversions. My only takeaway is this. I'd like to see some of those those stats come down 
instead of it being eight of 17, maybe eight of 15, eight of 14. Why does that matter, listeners? Why does that matter, Teal Nation? That's just, that means you're getting additional yardage. You're getting four plus or more yards on first down, right? I'm not quick with math, Chili. You're the school teacher, but four, eight plus four is 12. That's a conversion without having to go to third down. So what I'd like to see more of is, is less third down attempts, right? Again, I'm not not taking anything away from the offense, but to Joe's point, to not repeat what Joe said, because Joe was right on, he, he hit the target. But to dovetail into that a little bit is, uh, instead of 17, 18 third down, maybe just three or four less, same conversion, right? Eight, nine conversions, just two or three, four less. And I'm telling you, Till Nation Studies, that'll make a difference. So that's one thing offensively is, just a few less third-down conversions, which means we're getting more on first and second down, to Joe's point. Defensively, I text you both during the game and said this. I said, when is the last time that it's not just a bend-don't-break defense. It is a impose-your-will through two games defense. Yes, I understand we play UCLA, but give you a heads up. For those that don't pay attention to the landscape of college football like we do, San Diego State is supposed to be another very quality group of five team this year again. I didn't check the final score, but I checked in the fourth quarter. Uh, it was 35-10 to 10 UCLA, and they were still about to score a couple more touchdowns. So we hunt, not only did we hang, we went toe-to-toe with them. It was an eight-point ball game with eight minutes to go in the game. Not to rehash last week. The thing I take away from that is Joe Chili. We're creating turnovers. We're putting pops on quarterbacks. We're putting pops on running backs. The only thing I would say is this, and you probably saw it, Teal Nation and Strutties. There were three or four plays that we gave up to Rich Rod and his offense. And of those three or four plays, I went back and watched it today. We were not set. That has to do with that offense being an indie. You won't see that offense much more the rest of the year. You may have one or two other occasions, but when it comes to Marshall, App, State, JMU, JMU a little bit, but you're not going to see that level where they're snapping the ball in about 26 seconds on the play clock or better, right? So offensively, touched on that. Defensively, we're more sound. When we're aligned, we're great. I even saw the freshman, Joe helped me out, the freshman linebacker got in, made some plays. Bruce and them made at linebacker position, they were making sure tackles. We're bringing pressure from every angle through two weeks. I like what we're doing conceptually, dynamic-wise, and also intensity. Special teams wise, I you know the punt game and look between Crenshaw and Gray. In my own opinion, we have the best one-two combo. Look for those I understand he didn't make the fifty-five yarder at UCLA. I get it, but you know what? The fact that he came right back, Liam Gray came right back and banged out how many field goals? Three this week. Three field goals last night, and they were beautiful. From good distances too, right? Not chip shots. So special teams wise, punting, uh, Crenshaw, Joe, what did I text you and Chili? Forty-four yard average last night. Forty-four yard average between four punts. So the thing that we did not have the last few years, we did not have the ability to just shut an offense down three, four, five drives in a row. And we did that last night. We did that against UCLA a couple times, and we're creating turnovers. So. My takeaways, I've got to be more patient. We've got to be more patient. The word potential is fun, but it also could be very challenging because if you don't have patience, potential doesn't mean anything. 
So I have to remind myself, yes, we have senior-laden athletic guys. We have junior-laden athletic guys that have time under the helmet on that turf. But it's a new staff. It's a new year. It's new concepts. I will offer this, though. I love seeing some of the new the new um, passing concepts with some deep digs, some switches, some outs, things like that. So um, screen or screen game, it, it's hit or miss right now, but it'll come. The last thing I will say is this. For everybody, offense line, I meant to add this. And Joe, Chili, I know I'm piling on a little bit here, but Tim Beck said it. Everything that you see challenged with the offense line, it may not be all of the offensive line. He even put that on 10 a little bit. 10's got to put them in the correct protection. Again, for folks listening to this, I'm not looking to be overly critical here. I'm just offering you what truly happens. The quarterback has to shift the protection. And now he goes with what, what is in the box, Joe, to your point. There could be five guys. There could be eight guys. And I, I reviewed the tape this morning. There were times they had five guys in the box, but eight came, seven came, right? So, you know, it's just part of it. Will we see a dynamic defense like that the rest of the year? I don't know. Time will tell. But, um, Chili, those are my takeaways right now. I know a little bit, but there was a lot that was promising last night, to Joe's point. Just got to be patient. And the three things I want to take away, I'm going to start off offensively, and I don't really have a person or a stat or anything like that. I just wanted to talk about the character of our offense this past Saturday. Um, at one point, Joe, you pointed out there was 23 unanswered points. In the second half, we outscored Jacksonville State 20-7. to So we started off at halftime. It was like 10-9, and it was like we were all just talking about how we felt about how things in general were going. And then the offense comes out. It was off 23 unanswered points, big plays, drives, all that kind of stuff. So I want to point out the character of our offense because it's very easy to get caught up in that quicksand where it's not working well and you don't start, you start not trusting the process, if you will, stuff like that. So I want to start off by saying that the offense showed a lot of character. I feel like this, uh, this team, like you said, Joe, the potential is there to have a really good dynamic offense. And I think we're there. My second point, relates to defense and I think good tackling can stop any offense. We talked about in our text messages during the pregame, during the game, even post game, that this package that Jacksonville State had two different quarterbacks that kept running lots and lots of plays early in the play clock TD, like you just said. They got a lot of you know, fast paced, some people call it NASCAR pace, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We had a lot of good tackling going on in space. Those one on one situations where last year we might have missed a yeah. tackle and somebody yeah. had broken, you know, a, what could have been a three yard gain into a 15 yard gain. So I want to point out a few guys here that that quarterback sack that Michael Mason had. Mm where he was just untouched. I, 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 think, I think I texted you guys this, that Michael Mason jarred the quarterback <laughs> on that one. Uh, Juan Powell continues to be everywhere, and you can't miss him. He's wearing zero with the long hair. Uh, our two leading tacklers were Shane Bruce with 11. JT Killen had 10. So you had two guys with double-digit tackles this past Saturday night. Our defense, when it, if, it, if it keeps tackling the way it is, I think they can take on just about any offense. I, I believe good tackling stops every offense you see. Just a personal note about that. The punting and the kicking game in general. The law firm of Crenshaw and Gray are doing <laughs> us well right now. The law I firm. think it was worth every effort to get Crenshaw to be our punter. And Gray, TD, I agree 100% with what you said. He um, He's kicking some really good 
field goals. And I agree again, TD, with what you said about the UCLA game, missing the one he did. But now he's come back. He's had some really had a really good night this past Saturday night. So my last thing as a as a takeaway is I'm going to read a text message from us to each other near the uh, halfway point of the game, maybe a little bit beyond that. I'm going to start off with Joe. Joe says, you guys are walking off the cliff and we hit them for the big one. TD, you said no cliff, no N word. Skies are not falling, just withdrawal. I said, I blame disconcerting signals, recalibration, barometric pressure, and offensive matriculation. And then Travis, you ended up with the best thing we could say about the whole night in general. And that was no end of world. So what I'm saying is, I think we can kind of take Joe, Travis, and what I've kind of said, kind of bundle it up together and said, no end of world. We're okay. We're going to be okay. <laughs> I really believe that. Now, I will say the next thing I said after your no end of world TD was that I did, in fact, look over the cliff. <laughs> hey, let me look. Let, let, me, let me bring you back from the cliff a little bit and get just a, a, a piece of data out there because I'd be remiss if we didn't touch a little data on this Sunday strut. Joe, we ended with 399 total yards, 268 passing, 131 rushing. Here's the piece I want to bring up. Grayson took a knee the three the last three plays of the game of at least a five- or six-yard loss, right? Mm-hmm. So if he would not have taken those three kneel downs – we would have been somewhere around the 410. I'm going to say conservatively, the 410. I know Joe's looking at the uh, line by line, play by play right here, but roughly about 10 yards, right? We roughly lost we lost, we lost, 11 yards of total offense. Okay. On the last so three. that's right. So we'd have been at 410 total offense, and we would have been at least 140 yards of rushing. So we would have been 268 and 140 yards rushing. We're getting there. Right, we're getting there at 35, almost 36 minutes time of possession. So, and if you look at it, we're in the third quarter through two games this year, we are dominating the third quarter time of possession, if I remember correctly. That is something to be said. That means when we get the ball, we are putting the defense on the field for an extended period of time. As you look at it, we went 12 plays, four plays, four plays, in the third quarter. Seven minutes, five minutes, two minutes. Excuse me. Yeah. Five minutes. No, excuse me. Five minutes, two minutes, two minutes, roughly. So that's five, six, seven, eight, nine, almost nine minutes of a 15-minute quarter. We held on to it. That's twice. We did that at UCLA, Joe. Did we not? I mean, we, we did the same. It's almost similar. You give us the ball in the third quarter, we're going to make it count. That's two games in a row where we come out of half, we've made an adjustment, Boom, we made it count. We had it 12-plus minutes at UCLA, and we were outscoring their first two opponents 20 to nothing in the third quarter. That's key, y'all. That's key. That's key. Joe talked about it in Chile um, in the last episode or the pregame episode of the last four first four, the last four minutes, the first four minutes of the game, the last four minutes going into half, the first four minutes coming out of half, and the last four minutes of the game. Those are key moments where we are doing the job. We're getting the job done. Yeah, kind of a quirky note I'll, I'll give to you guys. The first two coastal scores this season are the uh, uh, things that have never happened before, the score gobbing. 
word kind of got away from me for this a second or two. Coastal Scorgami. We've never been involved in a 27-13 game, and we've never been involved or won one 30-16. Kind of odd, right? Kind of a weird thing. Who cares, honestly? But it's kind of weird. One of those odd stats. That's a trivia question at some point in the near future, TD. Just a heads up. <laughs> hey, look, and, man, I'll, I'll take it. Anything on the Sunday strut? This is where this is where the awkward meets the data, meets the analytics, meets the – at the end of the day, those that listen to us is trying to analytical and lather up as we get. We're still fans, and we still have moments of crisis. Where the awkward crisis meets the data, Joe. Where the and, and, awkward meets the data on Sunday uh, strut. And, and how much fun is it to watch JB in space? Holy oh, cow. Man, I dude. mean, I just want to touch on this for a, a brief second. We're getting to the end here. This is a quick show tonight. That, the, the pass was one thing, but there were two defenders in the area on the reverse. And he and he, <laughs> he he made the first guy. I mean, it was as we watched that play, I thought, oh, man, he's going to be lucky to get back to the original line of scrimmage. There was a guy there, and he just juked that dude like it was not – there was no problem. He scooted around that guy, and then there were two other guys that you kind of felt like would have an angle, and they didn't have anything. Whoop. There goes JB, and he runs right past those guys. And then the last guy, he kind of gave a little – kind of move and – <laughs> made that dude miss. I mean, how much fun is it to watch that youngster? My goodness. Hey, it reminds me of the uh, – it reminds me of the one or two plays against App State, okay? It's always mm -hmm. fun to bring up App State on this, uh, but uh, it's, it's uh, it, or does, in all seriousness, it, it reminds me of those one or two plays in the first half last year at home when he made one or two guys miss. He made a hell of a catch and then got at the sideline. And um, it's – He's an exciting – he is an exciting player to watch. For those that listen to this show and watch this team, he's he, he is McCall just in a different form, right? You, you need to understand what you're watching. You just don't get often – There's there, he is he's in there with a Hop Henderson. He's in there with a few others where they just do things that a lot of people, not only at this level, but in Division One football just don't do or can't. He, he's a difference maker. He's a yes, game he changer. You don't get a lot of those kind of guys, but that's what he is. That's right. That's right. Well, Chili, Joe, look, we're so getting up to the end here the Sunday now. strut. Yeah, we're landing and, the plane on the Sunday strut where the where the awkward meets the data. Yeah, just a quick wrap-up. Uh, point number one, Jared Brown. Point number two, where the awkward meets the data. And number three, TD, no end of world. No, look, the world's not coming to an end. We're going to be okay. Strut Nation, in case you didn't know this, TD texts like he's a caveman. Yeah, I talk to text, and the country doesn't exactly translate. Um, they, uh, I'm going to have to call the old boys at Apple and, and work with them. And uh, getting Marty Smith on, hopefully, in the future, between now and in this season, maybe I can talk to him and see if he can maybe talk to some boys at Apple. <laughs> oh, oh. What well, one final kudos to the students who came oh, out. Yes. They showed up. They made a lot of noise, and even in the weather delay, they came back. That's kudos right. Kudos to the students for being there and being loud and being a factor. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Let's go ahead and do a shots up and put the first Sunday strut to rest.